1: Come on. Are ready? Welcome Welcome
2: to Dave and Mahoney. I plan on dying in a very loud and dramatic fashion, not just slowly fading away due to microplastics, so I'm not too
0: worried. But you have them. Isn't that crazy? You've got them in. You've got the plastics inside of you. I think that
2: makes me a very useful piece of Tupperware in a way.
0: You think? Yeah,
2: because I tend to bottle things up. (laughs)
0: That is, (laughs) yep, you do.
2: (laughs) We did not get hired for the content of our character. We got hired because we're tall, handsome, and Audrey's pretty. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) Is that why we got hired? Maybe. It's not the content of the show? Probably not. Okay. Dave
0: Dave Dave and
2: and Mahoney. Think about how good it would be for me and Audrey if you died of a heart attack live on Mm air. I mean, everyone would know about this. I would
0: freak out. Are you kidding me? With joy? Do you think I handle panic situations? You'd
2: get a raise. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Mahoney. You forget. I know I look like a man, but I am still a woman. They will never give me more money. (laughs) (laughs) You're right.
1: All And now, this is Dave and Mahoney.
2: Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news. So a French man by the name of Richard Plod spent eight years building a 23.6-foot model of the Eiffel Tower from Matchsticks, used 706,000 matchsticks in order to build this thing, his application for the Guinness World Record was rejected because the matches used in the sculpture must be commercially available, they said, according to the organization's rules. That means that he wasted eight years of his life and almost three-quarters of a million matchsticks, building this 23.6-foot-tall model, which, again, is two stories in height in and of itself, and this nerd doesn't get anything for it.
0: I I don't like this. I think that this is kind of on Guinness. If you're not, uh, unless he just wasn't paying attention to the rules, which I find hard to believe if it took him eight years of his life.
2: So I guess he initially started with store-bought matches, but then later struck a deal with the company to sell him 33-pound boxes, of headless matches because they were a lot easier to use to build and also probably, I don't know, not as flammable. But are those matches if they don't have the heads that not? I don't think that's a match. I Th- guess that's just us a, world records doing the decision. That's just a small stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's didn't like know. like a toothpick almost. I didn't know there was a market for small sticks, but here we are. Yeah, finally. Yeah. At long last. Yeah, and it turns out nobody wants you in their book. <laughs> oh. <laughs> some, uh, some good news today as well. Enjoy your Viagra, fellas. A study suggests that medications treating ED may be associated with lower risk of Alzheimer's disease, according to research published in the Neurology Journal. The study involved 269,725 nice. men with an average age of 59 years old who had a diagnosis of ED over the average of five years. Researchers compared those with prescriptions for ED to those without, and the data showed that those who took the drugs were... Eighteen percent less likely to develop Alzheimer's. Really? I mean, that a twenty well, percent swing. You almost. know, they want you to keep moving, and you know, if you're out here taking ED medicine, chances are there's at least a little bit of movement going on here and there. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's important to note that the study does not prove causation, but there's a correlation here. Further research is needed to explain this potential association. But still, when you're talking about you know a twenty percent swing, that is pretty significant. So if you're thinging be swinging 20%. That's a big deal. That you. is a big deal. Mm-hmm.
0: Good guys. Yeah. Good job, guys. Just
2: another reason, a study done by a bunch of dudes to yep. validate taking more boner pills. That's
0: what I was thinking. I'm glad you said it because I feel like that would have been, I would have gotten like an anti-man hate in my DMs. Like, hey, you just, yeah, you just don't want us to use our wieners. See, this, <laughs> the, no, what this is,
2: this is this another excuse when the wife finds the large cache of Viagra could be like, baby, baby. I am just trying to prevent Alzheimer's. You know, I'm I'm doing this for us. I want us to be get together forever. Yeah, this isn't Alzheimer's, this is ball-timers. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually think this is pretty genius, Mahoney. We've seen a lot of sports that have really embraced the kind of behind the scenes, the documentaries, the storytelling. I mean, if you think about the NFL and, you know, how big and popular of a sport that is, you can make an argument that they don't really have to do things like hard knocks or, the you know, the in-season hard knocks is something they've been doing as well now. They've got the Amazon Prime Show, where it really gives you kind of an unparalleled view into how they make big decisions in the NFL, the leadership, the players the stuff that they go through. It's interesting. I will say this, though. I think there is a market that it does bring non-traditional football fans in because my wife isn't a huge football fan. She, You know, she has her team. Uh, that that sort of thing, but doesn't watch it every week. But watching shows like Hard Knocks and seeing, you know, you, when you start to humanize the players and Rooting you become interest, invested in yeah. them, it becomes, you know, it, it becomes that much more interesting to, I think, some, some outsiders, I would well, say. I'll say this much. So, you know, I watched the quarterback show, which was on Netflix, right. and it was, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Kirk Cousins. Marcus Mariota and Kirk Cousins. And, I mean, I've, I'm a lifelong Vikings fan. Yeah. And so, like, I knew uh, enough about Kirk Cousins, obviously – But mostly, you know, what he's doing on the field, and then he's kind of a nerd off of it, right? Yeah. But actually seeing, like, the way that he interacted with his family and with his wife and how, like, she's picking out his, you know, cold shirt that he wears to the press conference on the opening day because it has, like, a fall-like pattern. Like, it was really endearing, I thought. And you're right. It does help to bring in a whole new group of people that could potentially be fans. And, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing. But, you know, outside of that— This is like the highest viewership that the NFL has ever had, and I think a lot of that has to do with exactly what we're talking about, where they're not afraid to give access. And one sport that you could argue is probably the oldest sport out there as far as a fan base goes is Major League Baseball. I mean, professionally, yeah. for, uh, when you look at the big sports in America, baseball certainly has the most heritage. And same sort of thing, right? There's so many players in baseball. Uh, there's a lot to be said about many of these organizations that have been around far longer than any of us have been around. Uh, but that have those stories really been told? Well, now it's going to start at least. Netflix and Major League Baseball are collaborating on... Two projects focused on the Boston Red Sox specifically. So the first is a docu series that follows them throughout the 2024 season, and you know, kind of gives them insights into the team's dynamics. The second is an untitled documentary that you know revisits the historic 2004 season during which the Red Sox won their first World Series. Sure. In so you get years. the 20 year time difference, but I mean, you, <laughs> I'm surprised that they picked the Red Sox. Yes, they have the history and heritage and things like that, but they are a terrible organization right now. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, they are terrible. They, and that's, and to be one of the like worst teams in baseball right now, that says a lot. It does. And I mean, this, I think, is one of those things where I don't know if it's, the, you know, Major League Baseball is kind of the same thing with the NFL, where it's a lot easier to get the really terrible teams to, sure. to agree to do stuff. You know, that's kind of the rule for hard knocks, right? You only end up on that used, show. Used you to be. Now yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's changing a little bit. Yep. But the uh, the docuseries set to premiere in 2025, and the documentary will be released uh, later this year. But I kind of like to see it. I'm a big baseball fan. I grew up as a big baseball fan. You know, I don't know if this will ever reach, you know, my team team which is the minnesota twins doesn't really matter we need, right we but need a kirby Puckett man we you know, need a doc kirby Puckett documentary those were the golden years for me man. well and i'll, I'll say this too you know as somebody who got the uh, mlb pass for the first time last season yeah it was like a hundred dollars it's pretty affordable and very affordable and content literally every single day yeah It was the best $100 I spent in all of 2023. So will this bring in a a younger fan base or new fans that maybe uh, haven't been following baseball that closely? Who knows? But I think it's a step in the right direction.
1: You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. How do you really feel? Tell Tell us. us. By calling The Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. Black vultures will pick up animals,
3: drop them from the air. And then eat them afterwards. Probably a good idea not to leave any small children or animals out there. I mean, although it wouldn't be worst case scenario
2: if your mother in law's dog got picked up by a vulture, but that's a different story for a different time. Uh have a good day. Message deleted. So we, of course, were talking about, you know, these giant vultures that I saw in my neighborhood over the course of the weekend and yeah, you know, my wife was a little concerned because I mean the wingspan to me. Eyeballing it looked to be about eight feet, which is a pretty massive... pretty big. Pretty massive wingspan on these vultures. And we were talking about how, you know, both the mother-in-law's little dog, who probably weighs eight pounds, and our, you know, one-year-old baby were outside running around. And my wife got a little nervous. Well, we talked about it on the air. There was somebody called up and said, you don't have to worry. Vultures... Basically, have chicken feet. They're not birds of prey. I was which,
0: just gonna say because that's not that gentleman who just called in. That's not true.
2: It's not true that they pick stuff up and then drop not it. not with their there. feet. No, they're they they'll, enough,
0: they'll, yeah. no, they're not.
2: Yeah. So when when I found out that the vultures couldn't actually eat my mother in law's dog, uh, I started praying to different birds.
0: No, I mean they could eat they could eat <laughs> the,
2: the bird, dog still. They just can't pick, pick it, up. it up. They, they can't pick feet. it up. Yeah. Black
0: vultures specifically.
2: Okay, got it. Yeah, but I, I I was I was delighted to find out that we had. Numerous vulture experts that listen to the show.
0: Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. I didn't even know anything about vultures really at a, all, not even a little bit until we talked about this last week. I, I saw mean,
2: a, a giant hawk you on did? the highway oh, uh, yesterday.
0: Uh, big birds like yeah, that. Freak he, me on the out? Highway. he
2: was per- perched up on like one of the, the lights. I saw him like flying around. He was looking at like the highway. And then just, wouldn't it be hilarious perched if he just up, swooped in and like picked up a smart car and threw it? <laughs> oh, no. Just chuck a Prius into the river. Like, what'd you do that for? He's like, just for fun.
0: My smart car, Dave, are you anti-electric over here? You big coal? You no, big oil man? Every
2: damn right. <laughs> he loves ro- when BP
0: has oil spills. I roll
2: coal and I, <laughs> I, I walk out into the water and pleasure myself.
0: <laughs> he puts oil on ducks. We're more hybrid fans here, personally. I do, in have hybr- a, I do have a hybrid myself.
2: Plug-in uh, hybrids are the, yeah. are, the, are, the, are the real future. <laughs> yeah. But you, you get your smart car out of the fast lane. That's, yeah. all, I'm, that's all I'm saying. Just move.
0: They it's also a, go it's, fast. It's all. Yeah, no, 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 nobody not not nobody one, drives it fast.
2: Not the ones in the fast lane. Because they all got always, those Apple
0: freaking headsets on right now.
2: It's it's always a Prius in the fast lane. Just just move.
3: Please leave a message after to the tone.
1: Do you guys like sauerkraut? Like, I seriously think sauerkraut might be the worst thing you could ever eat and smell. Message deleted. I don't like anything that's like
2: overly fermented food wise.
0: That's fair. Cuz you also like said you don't bread. like you I do. Um do? but I did not like it at all as a kid. It has that super pungent smell obviously, but I my family we were like we loved doing like pierogies, kielbasa and and sauerkraut cuz we're white, and like that was like a big thing. That's your,
2: that's your heritage, that was so what, white. Yes,
0: we're from the land of potatoes <laughs> and overcast weather. But, uh, yeah, no, so we were always growing up on eating sauerkraut, basically, and I just remember being a kid just smelling that smell and just being like, no. So I, no! And now that I'm an adult, I love
2: it. Did <laughs> but, I ever tell you about my older brother's single- uh, like PTSD moment when it comes to food. Mm-mm. We were having some dish and it was sauerkraut was involved and my parents had this thing. I come from a family of six kids. There's a lot of us. My parents didn't have time to try to delight everyone with every single meal. You'd try your best, right? right but right. there was always uh, no thank you serving, even if you didn't want to eat something because we're not going to sit here and make all this food and then like, you know, four out of the five yeah. or six kids decide they don't want to eat it. And sauerkraut was on the menu that night. And my brother was doing everything in his power. And he's a pretty well-behaved kid, even, to eat some of the sauerkraut. But he was doing that thing where he'd take a bite. Oh, <laughs> and he's, he's trying crying. to get it down. And we're just hysterically laughing but we've been told not to laugh so we're sitting at the table like with your heads like, down <laughs> <laughs> like laughing into your shirts yes. that's so like funny like tears streaming down our faces as my older brother <laughs> 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 I don't think Poor he's eating guy. sauerkraut <laughs> I don't think he should yeah if your dishwasher isn't getting stuff clean enough just tell her you love her she'll get better
3: message deleted
2: that's a man who's not married <laughs>
0: The way my jaw just dropped. First of all, that's funny. Secondly, it's only funny because, like, I don't do the dishes. Like, Uh. in the house.
1: This is David Mahoney.
2: Well, there's almost no better feeling in the world than when you wake up and you feel like you got to get going. And then you look over the clock and you realize, I've got two more hours to sleep. I mean, there's nothing more pure than that moment. Mm -hmm. On the other side of it is that feeling of terror that you experienced yesterday, Audrey, where you wake up. You feel like you're late for something, you're freaking out, you don't really know what time it is, you don't know what day it is. A lot of times if you take a nap in the middle of the day, regardless of if it's a mundane Sunday afternoon or you don't have a lot of stuff to do, if you wake up in a panic, oh hate that feeling.
0: So that exact thing happened to me yesterday. I took a nap in Mahoney, I know you're gonna be on my team for this. Um you can't just take like a twenty minute power nap. No, like those that don't exist. No. And um I had my husband set an alarm because we were both taking a nap and uh Whenever it went off and I was like, oh my God, I've got an appointment. I jump up, get in the car. I'm trying to call the place that I'm, I uh, have an appointment for. I'm driving there while trying to call them, letting them know I'm going to be about like 10, 15 minutes late. Cause that's how long it takes me to get there. And, um, I was, I'm <laughs> like, uh, I finally look down at the clock and I'm an hour early and I go, Oh, oh," and then I'm like, Oh God. Okay. So I turn back around. And then I just like go eat lunch at the house, and then I get back in the car.
2: Okay, dude, this what is happening? This. And then is- I
0: go to the place. <laughs> yeah. It's a dermatologist appointment. I go to the derm, uh-huh. and then I say, "Hey, I'm here for my appointment." She goes, "Huh, that's weird. You have it on for tomorrow." So this oh entire thing, I was I was in an absolute panic. I had the wrong day, wrong time. I woke up, not knowing anything.
3: Did they at <laughs> least oh.
2: let you? Go into that appointment or do you have to go back today?
0: So, no, I do have to go back today. Oh. Yeah, so, you know. So you've
2: driven to this place twice already and zero appointments have been fulfilled. Yeah. And you will have driven there a third time to meet your single appointment if you don't oversleep Yeah, I was going to say, she could take a nap again before (laughs) it goes down.
0: And I would have even had the time wrong. I just messed all the way up, man. And it's so funny that I was in such a deep sleep that I was jolted out of bed, and, like, I kind of get nauseous whenever that happens. Oh, oh yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? And I was, like, just throwing on my, my shoes and bolting out the door. I was so disoriented. And I don't know the last time I've done that, like, not even, I think maybe when I was in college. Yeah. Where I just jumped out of bed and not even, like, checked time, place, it, like, whatever it was. I just sprinted to wherever I needed to be, and even if it was wrong, I got there. Was,
2: was your heart, like, do you, do you, like, when you're in, like, those deep sleeps, Like that Like I find sometimes When I'm in those Like I wake up And I don't know Where I am Or what I'm doing Or Mm -hmm. what the hell Has been going on Like dude My heart gets going crazy Heart rate Like it just goes Through the roof Yeah you gotta set a workout When you do that Like I wake up And I like You know I'm like Then because you sit up Real quick Yeah And then all of a sudden My heart just like Kicks into overdrive And I'm like I've got like Crazy palpitations Going you know So it's like I gotta like Calm myself down From waking up Like you you got to be eased into it, man. You're like an eighteen wheeler taking off from from a dead stop. You yeah. know, you, it's it's gonna take a little while to get those get those pistons fired, mm-hmm. right.
0: Does that happen though with you often with kids? I feel like you don't get like a constant uh, night of sleep or day of sleep. Like, do you ever get jolted awake and every just time. disoriented every
2: time? It's it's violent every single awakening. I mean, even if I get to you know quote unquote sleep in on the weekends, eventually the kids will have enough of that and they'll come barreling into the room, and there is. Nothing more jolting than a three year old boy named Duke coming off the top ropes with an elbow to wake you up straight to the dome.
0: But I think that the the, the point of this, all of this is is that I need to start setting more calendar appointments or something because yeah, I, I didn't nah, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yes. I was just so I was just so thinking I was so right. You know what I mean? Very Big nice. time solution would have been not to take a nap, but that's never gonna happen. That's just never gonna happen. I'm never so gonna. So the happen. other
2: solution would be to set the calendar appointments, to which Mahoney says, nah.
0: No.
1: Dave. Dave and, and Mahoney. Glitz, Glitz glamour, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well that's redundant. It's pop trash.
2: By Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, I've got some great news because I know that you are the world's biggest Marilyn Manson fan. <laughs> okay. He is a he is a free man, Marilyn Manson, whose real legal name is Brian Warner. Uh, recently completed his court-ordered community service. At the Windsor Club of Glendale, a California nonprofit, uh, providing meeting spaces to Alcoholics Anonymous. And he was sentenced to community service back in 2019. If you recall, he like blew a snot rocket onto a videographer during a concert in New Hampshire. Spent 20 hours at the nonprofit and filed a certificate of completion with the Assistance League of LA. So pleaded no contest to the misdemeanor charge. And, uh, The case required him to remain arrest-free and notify local police of any performance in New Hampshire for two years. So I'm sure Marilyn Manson, very concerned about being able to tour through the great and bustling metropolis that is all of the legions of fans in New Hampshire. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So he faced fines and requirements to attend AA meetings. But, you know, Marilyn Manson... I mean, I think we can all agree, like that creep that ship has sailed. Yeah, it's also like the fact that anybody was like, "Oh, this is st-, in the '90s." You were trying to like make him out to be the boogeyman. Yeah. He's just a creep. He's just a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Yeah, but like when you're when you're you know the persona that is Marilyn Manson, and you have to do your shows sitting down because you've injured your knee or your back or whatever. Yeah, like it's it's, maybe time, it's time to, to, hang to put away up. the prosthetic suit with your boobies. Yeah, yeah. So, Diddy. Uh, He's had a lot of problems recently, man. And now there is a new, not accusation, but definitely some new information. Uh, Kristen Cavallari, who very famously was married to Jay Cutler.
0: But even more famously from Laguna Beach. That's
2: where she got her start. She uh, had a a huge following, still does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, very popular on social media, but has always been, you know, very good looking. And, you know, going back to when we first saw her on Laguna Beach, you know, just a very attractive blonde. She's come out on her podcast recently and said that Diddy was pursuing her in her early 20s, sending her a massive bouquet of flowers, chocolates, a large teddy bear, lots of tequila, was trying to shower her with lavish gifts, turned them down because she's like, I'm just not attracted to you, uh, but saying that looking back on it, realized that she probably dodged a bullet considering all of these issues that Diddy has had, mm-hmm. you know, allegations of sexual assault and sex trafficking and all of these other accusations that have come out against him, but said that he sent her a... A bouquet of flowers that was the literal biggest bouquet she'd ever seen, like something you'd only see in the movies.
0: Well, you remember My Love Don't Cost a Thing by J-Lo was written about Diddy. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. The the puzzle pieces are connecting.
2: And, I mean, it's not a huge surprise that Diddy was, like, you know, hitting on some very attractive 20-something. But he was much older than her at the time, which makes it that much more creepy. All sorts of inroads at the network that was making her famous and everything else. So, yeah, I mean... Diddy is a creep. It's, it's not, not a great look. Uh, Kim Kardashian is getting pretty serious, according to reports. Page six, who knows if this is true. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., I forgot.
0: Uh, They're so. That's so funny that all of her past relationships have been so in the spotlight, and this just isn't because nobody cares.
2: Well, I mean, OBJ, you know, is kind of nearing the end of his career. I mean, he he, he had a pretty good season this year. Okay, season, but not near his peak with like the Giants, right? You know, but uh, the fact that we're seeing this play out again, he's a guy who's got you know, he's been outspoken in the locker room and has had some on-field antics. Uh, I hope it works out. You know, but also like stop dating athletes. That's what I was thinking too. But just, yeah. Well, especially like problematic ones. It wasn't that long ago. Remember that story with Odell Beckham where like they had to take everyone off of that flight that he was yeah. on because he was refusing to do something when he was in first class? She's a he's a fixer, or, Dave. I mean, I guess, but don't you have enough things to fix? I like, mean, why good is Lord. Chris Humphreys the best guy she's ever dated?
0: Facts. And uh, Dan, they lasted he, two weeks. Yeah.
2: No, nah, even like Pete was like the. At least seems like he's a good enough guy. Yeah, Yeah. but he's in
0: and out of the ward, man. Like, I mean, she's a fixer, literally. I I say that jokingly, but also with a lot of truth behind it. I mean, her track record of the men that she likes, Ray. I mean, uh, Ray J. To uh, (laughs) Ray
2: J. uh, I mean, there's nothing worse than Kanye. Yeah,
0: Kanye. Who was the guy? Who the other football player? Reggie Bush. Reggie Reggie Bush. Bush Reggie
2: Bush was great, though. Reggie Bush is the,
0: the sex tape guy. Did Reggie Bush have a sex tape? Was it not true? No, no, that, was, Reggie, Ray Reggie? Oh, that was, was Ray J. That was Ray J. And then it was Reggie Bush, yeah. and then it was Chris Humphries, yes. and then it was Kanye. Yeah, and, I
2: forgot about Reggie. Dating. Reggie was all right
0: too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I don't know. Was, uh, hopefully, this one goes well for her. But the
2: fact that we're going through her public dating history and we can only name like one or two guys that you're like,
0: hey, he was all right. Yeah. You
2: know, that's that's not great. And then you you run into problematic OBJ, and it just uh, doesn't t- give women like she's one of the most successful women on the planet. You know, with her, her business ventures and everything else and one of the most famous. And it's dating's this hard for somebody like that? You know what? Maybe she just wants an F-boy, though. Uh, I mean, you know, she's so successful, she doesn't Get need her a anything. Casper Smart, that like J-Lo did. <laughs>
1: What's he doing these <laughs> days? was that backup dance? You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show.
2: Well, Mahoney, this is a, a big moment for you. You've decided that you are going to do a weight loss program. Did, I did you just Dave. giggle, Dave? No. <laughs> well, you know, I've been. <laughs> Not because of him doing this. I actually am very happy for you that you were doing this. You've just done this sort of thing before. Yeah. And I don't want to say that you've done it wrong before, but it, you your, your own review of how you did on the weight loss program, you're a little bit too much of the all or nothing type of guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have success when I commit to something. Yes. And, you know, and that's happened many times. You know, you and I have known each other for 20 years, and I would say uh, about 10 of those years, I've been fat, and about 10 of those years, I've been not fat. You've actually, in the past, and I mean, this has slowed down a little bit because there's been consecutive fat years, but you used to say that you would have a fat year, and then a skinny year, and then a fat year, and then a skinny year. And so, it was a lot of back and forth, but what made you decide that now is the time to... to I mean, when you get tired, when you get a little winded, bending over... I I tie your shoes. Yeah. I mean, it's a long way down you. You know, I'm so. like, I got to start stretching. <laughs> all. I, you know, like, I feel like that's one of the, the really important things, too. Absolutely, 100%, have to start stretching. You're going to start stretching. I have to. Because you it's getting to the point. You like, should
0: be, Dave.
2: No, but I mean, Where, I, I'll stretch. Like, that's a fair, I mean, before a workout and stuff like that. But what? can you imagine Mahoney stretching?
0: I, I, I can't. can't. I mean, I don't know if I can imagine you doing, like, yoga. But I mean, I think I can imagine you stretching because you Good. stretching
2: like to you know because when you bend over, you know like getting my socks on and stuff. You know it's it's tough because I don't have I've got little little T Rex arms little and t-rex I'm tall. Over here. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: So that it's uh, uh, I want to be able to get on my socks later on in life. So. <sighs> Uh, you know, hitting by later on in life, you mean like next week? Yeah. <laughs> but That's I've, later on in life. I've
0: got a question for you, though, Mahoney, sure. because I do know that whenever we have discussions of, you know, you're not jumping ever again. Right. You're not running ever not. again. and
2: Those aren't changing.
0: Uh, so I hear you, and I think it lends to your person. Like, I think that you've leaned into it, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder, though, if you have personified this uh this version of you. And if you can go backwards, like, I feel like I'm I not, can imagine you putting on your socks and just, I can see, I can see you doing that. <sighs> <sighs> like after doing this, you know what I'm talking about? Dave? <sighs> <Yeah>. That <sighs> you are putting both of your, your arms to the side, but it's because you've thought this to be the version of you for so long. Can it be undone?
2: Well, it's not, that that's fine. I think I'm going to undo that part, but I'm not going to go back to running and jumping. That is still off the plate because I do, as uh, is, is unhealthy as I am in many aspects of my life, I've also done a very good job of keeping my knees and my joints mm-hmm. intact. Okay. And, you know, I know so many guys who are Dave and my age that are blowing their knees out doing stupid things like pickleball yeah. and jumping or playing pickup basketball or tennis, these sorts of things. Are out. I, okay. I gave up. I, I was never a big, uh, I was never, uh, uh, you know, the sport that I always loved, hockey and, and, and volleyball. And I gave up both of those. About 12 years ago for golf. So, one of the times that you decided that you were going to do a diet, it was before one of your high school class reunions. My 10 year reunion, yes. And that had to have been how many years ago? 12 years a ago. I gra- or Actually, no. Yeah, my 10 year reunion was 12 years ago okay, or 14 so years ago. I graduated over, in 2000. So. Over a decade ago, and right. you really wanted to go back for the 10 year and that reunion. And let everyone know how how good looking and successful you were. And so you did a crash diet, and you lost probably what sixty pounds. I lost fifty pounds in fifty days. Fifty pounds in fifty and days. Yeah, doing the HCG diet, which I do not recommend to literally anybody. So out there, what's the goal this time? Because you got too skinny that time. You sort of looked like a bobblehead. It just wasn't a good. Like look an olive way. that's been poked with a toothpick. <laughs> exactly. Is what I like to describe my uh-huh. my physique as that time. Uh, well, I was going to last time I was going to do it. Uh, was my 20 year reunion, which was in 2020, uh-huh. but that didn't happen because of COVID, and it's right. been pushed back. Uh-huh. We are going to do a 25 year high school reunion next year. Okay, so this does kind of work out timing could lead, lead into lead into uh, going into that particular. But you do have a little more time, so you don't have to drop 50 pounds in 50 days. No. But so... this is a you know I'm I'm publicly saying it. On the radio, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I'm going to be working with a group that's going to, you know, one of the things is they're uh, focused on accountability. Oh,
0: I love that, (laughs) Dave. You and I have talked all the time about accountability. Like without it, we can't succeed at at, at anything. Actually, if I don't
2: make my commitment public. There's no way I'm going to see it through. Without, I have no discipline. So and you know I've been living my wife and I, you know, like you know, with the with all the traveling and everything, living apart for the last ten months has not been great for me. So I'm literally back to the heaviest that I've ever been. Congratulations! What a great starting point. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, like I feel like that's a good thing. You start, you start big, you know, like once yeah. you once <laughs> you hit that mark again. Like, and granted, I'm a tall guy. I'm a six for four, six for five. You wear it well. But you know, I'm starting to push. Two sixty, like two fifty five, two sixty. What did you tip the scale at this morning? Did you weigh yourself? I don't have a scale at the house, but I, 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 I weighed two sixty with clothes on oh, yesterday. Very heavy clothes, I'm sure. I did. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, je- these jeans weigh at least thirty eight pounds. Are, Are you going to be work like out? working
0: out and stuff? I mean, I'm going to be walking. Okay yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so I plan on like
2: once, like once my new house is built. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll put a gym in there. Oh, you're going to put a gym in the house. Yeah. You mean the eight, thing that your wife already does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Eight yeah. months from now. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm focusing more on diet and mm. just moving a I little see. bit. Because you did more. just say
0: a moment ago that you ate a half large pizza and have uh, you woke up with heartburn this well, morning. I'm trying to, so
2: I'm so trying to, are you, to, are I'm trying are you to doing raised, the last I'm rally? trying to get this thing going. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to shoot up uh, my, my my high score right now so when i okay. do lose yeah. it all what an it's going to be that much more impressive
0: i have got to just give my last hit a last hit, hit before i go to be- rehab <laughs> i got to hit 270 before
2: tuesday <laughs> it's like those junkie, epi- literally. it's like those episodes of cops or intervention where like they just let the person go into the bathroom and get high one last time before they get hauled off to rehab
3: that's my like, honey that's you with right pizza. now
2: except for your main lining of extra large pepperoni pizza it was oil i literally large.
0: woke up with heartburn this morning <laughs>
1: You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Dave and Mahoney.
0: I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call Yo Dummy.
1: There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-Dummy. Hey, so when is the day after the Super Bowl and the day after the 4th of July? If it falls on a weekday,
3: going to be an observed holiday off. Message deleted. So we here at the Dave and
2: Mahoney Show have decided that the day after the Super Bowl is now a holiday for the show. I yep. love
0: that for us. I yes. think that this is something that everyone <laughs> needs to be doing. I mean... Why not?
2: We only get so much a lot of time off every year like everyone else, but, you know, we get to decide, like, what days normally we are going to take off, and we've just decided collectively as a group, we all got together and said, hey, should we take that Monday off after the Super Bowl? And we couldn't do that if we were a hard-hitting news show or a hard-hitting sports show where everyone just had to get our hot take on what happened in the game. No one cares what we I think. I was
0: just going to say, also, everybody's going to take, and it's going to probably be similar to everyone else's. And it's just going to be. What? You're not the Taylor Swift. talk
2: about the commercials? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Which commercial how, did you
2: think? Oh, was
3: you're dead? dressed.
0: <laughs> Let's open the phones. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> but now,
0: also, though, Dave, you're going to be working the Super Bowl you do usually every year. And um, that's actually something that I am going to be really excited to hear about because. I won't be able to hear it on Monday, and I don't want to hear it on Monday. <laughs> it
2: should it, 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 sh- it should be fun this year. I mean, we've got a lot of different good guests. So the things that I do for the Super Bowl is I'll, I'll do work for USAA, and it's it's actually pretty cool. There's a lot of you know different football players that you know have backgrounds with military in their family, mm-hmm. and they'll invite different people to actually go to the Super Bowl, which is pretty awesome. Love that. But I mean, the players that that they get together for these lounges that I host, it's like Gronk and TJ Watt and Tua, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, it's like some of the biggest Big names. names in the, uh, the sports. So that's always a lot of fun. And then I'm also hosting another thing, which I don't know if it's going to
0: be good or not. But if it doesn't, that's even better. It I mean, could I be really, a disaster. I, really, I really do think that they'll... That those two people who... our our comedian geniuses, I think, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer are hosting an event. I mean, well, you're partnering with them to host an event. And they are going to not let you fail.
2: So they (laughs) they asked me to host slash commentate this event that they've never done before. If you listen to their podcast, they've had this back and forth with the Kelsey brothers. And they've decided that they were going to do this skills competition where they're going to be like kicking field goals inside of the MGM Grand Garden Arena and trying to like pelt this dude dressed as a bear with a football and stuff. and It's, it's so never, unserious. It's it can't, never been done before. And they were uh, like, hey, do you want to host this thing? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a mess no, or if it's going to be gonna awesome it's gonna or be what. It's going to be amazing.
0: But, You're going to yeah. do great. And the fact that you don't know what's going to be going on, I think lends to the fact that it's so unserious that that's why it's going to be fun. I mean, so
2: yeah. you think about this though, and don't bring this up if if asked, I would say Dave, because <laughs> uh, I'm, I am a big fan of theirs. And da- uh, my wife and I also big fans of Burton and Tom's. But the last time they had a like athletic competition is when Tom oh, and Bert were doing the dunking oh. competition, I believe, Bert- during COVID, and that's when Tom broke his arm or Tom broke his arm. That's yeah, right. and yeah. was you know, I mean, it started him on a health journey, and he looks absolutely amazing now. But you know, it's, uh, it's track so talk- record's not great. I Tom's is pretty is clumsy. First time, this is the first <laughs> athletic endeavor for both of them as a as a bit since then, I believe. So uh, you know, kind of a historic thing. Dude, why did you tell me that? Because I, I didn't even really thought that this is the first thing that they've done since then, and you just told me not to bring it up, which you means that you can't bring. I have it, to bring you it can't up, bring right? that up. I've got to bring it up. No, I feel like it's my job to bring it up. That's how you get fired. If things are going really poorly, I'm going to bring it up. Okay. Well, <laughs> they're not tossing
0: anything, right? Well,
2: they're no. throwing footballs. Yeah, they're throwing footballs. Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, you could bring it up saying that, like, if, it, if it's not going well, it's because of the arm broken that's been arm, broken, yeah. broken, and so it's Bert's fault.
1: Holy crap! You guys changed the greeting. Now I forgot what I was calling for. That's a lot, guys. Did we change our
2: 833-YO-Dummy greeting, Chris? Chris Uh, updated it, right? We did, yes. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Because I threw him for a loop?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess he calls enough where... I mean, it does mess you up. Like, if somebody has a voicemail that you're used to hearing that you call on a regular basis and then they all of a sudden change it... Do you remember what a production it was if you had the whole family involved in doing the greeting and then there wasn't somebody in the greeting... And normally it was because they, you know, got went off to college or, or got divorced. There was Always some drama to, there. Yeah. You got you got you're, you're just like crying through cutting that new uh, answer machine right, message by yourself. Now let's try one without mommy.
3: <laughs> hey
1: friends, hey, this is Craig
3: here. Um, you're putting steaks down as that's an easier thing to cook than mac and cheese. I'm wondering where your head's at, Mahoney. That was, uh, that was something else. All right. See ya. Uh, cooking a steak
2: is literally one of the easiest things in the world to do. I, once you have your system down, I yeah. mean, it's pretty hard but to screw like, up. Man. Here's the thing. Like macaroni, like grating... Melting, like creating a roux, getting the making sure that the noodles are done right. All of that is a lot of intensive work. Steak, you season it, you put it on the grill, you watch the temperature, and it's done. It's that's, really, that's are tricky. I'll give you that. You I will, get it just right. I will say it does surprise me how often you go to a steakhouse and they don't cook your steak yeah. right when that shouldn't really be that complicated.
0: Um, I've got a question for you guys. Whenever you go to a steakhouse, Mahoney, I know you're a big sides guy. Mm-hmm. Um, steakhouse sides do matter, and sure. I do definitely discriminate against certain sides. What do you go with, and this will really if determine our an friendship? you are
2: anti-creamite, <laughs> we're going to fight.
0: Okay, so what do you mean, like cream Corn. Okay, and then do you do cream spinach? Oh, I don't do cream don't. spinach,
2: but I, I mean, I'll eat it if it's there, but cream uh, corn. Am I gross if I rings, like sauteed spinach? No, oh, I, I like that.
0: Experience. That's like, I mean, yeah. but I'm also from the south, so that's very similar to like collard greens for me. Yeah. so.
2: there are no better onion rings on the planet than steakhouse onion rings. You go to a steakhouse and get onion rings. Oof, sure Mahoney,
0: do. that's that's pretty bold. I
2: mean, Mahoney went to a steakhouse with us and got a hot dog. What? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it was a gourmet. It was <laughs> well, a gourmet not, hot dog. Yeah. But Ur. that's
0: so random. I mean, but I didn't we get those... two?
2: I think you got two. I got one for me and one for the table. Yeah
0: a hot dog to share for the table well, he or was got it one, like Lady in the tram style you'll like both slurp it from both ends? We
2: need to reverse engineer that because we were all ordering appetizers to share for the table and so he got, he got one for a- the table and then he also got an exclusive just for him <laughs> hot dog.
0: <laughs> How
3: do you get a hot dog thing. for the table
0: guys? I mean really I understand that you don't have to like validate your decision to do a hot dog right. for the table. It Did not, it come in a yeah. bun or was it more like sausage?
2: It, it was more like sausage and you're right, there, it was not cut at all. One person had to start eating on the on one end, then the other. <laughs> and then and then, meet in the middle. Then you
0: meet in the middle. And, <laughs> and then kiss, kiss. This
1: is David
2: Mahoney. Mahoney, this man out here trying to break records that I think you'd be proud of, he is from Tiffin, Ohio and he has been eating Chipotle every single day for the past 500 days. When so, they asked him how he's feeling, he said, I think I'm ready for something new. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many options at Chipotle that you could possibly make. And uh, what is that, a year and a half, about 500 yeah. days, about a year and a half? That's that's a lot.
0: There was a guy who did this before him, unless he's the same guy, and he's just been doing a continuation of this, but somebody who was doing it for health purposes.
2: So this the, the previous guy I think that you're talking about had the record set, and he ate it for 426 days, and he was actually raising money for like a cancer assistance treatment program, so that may be what you're thinking of. Maybe. But there was another one that I think was doing it to see how it would affect his health. And you know, claim that it was, you know,
0: as healthy is it what healthy he was claiming. To it, eat. Yes.
2: Which, you know, Chipotle can be healthy, I'm sure. True. It can also not, not be healthy. Be healthy uh, considering all of the, you know, sour cream and cheese and chips and everything. I think it comes they along prop themselves
0: it. up to me, to my general understanding, um, the way that it's marketed to me as a woman, anyways. It feels like a healthy, fast, casual option.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of those places out there that kind of market themselves that way. Are they actually healthy? I again it depends on how you get it. But if there was one you know, fast, casual food place that I would be like, yeah, I could eat that for 500 days straight. I'd say Chipotle would be towards the top of the list.
0: Yeah, but I get—I bet this guy doesn't want to eat it ever again. 500 meals.
2: Yeah. That's a lot, man. That just sounds perfect to me. Like as, yeah. as a person that loves routine but, so much, uh, who, what do you mean I don't have to think about but, where I'm going to get lunch every day? You remember day? that well, guy? Yeah from, what is it, Wisconsin, who ate McDonald's and still eats McDonald's literally every single day. That's
0: yeah. Not, that's and a, it's been
2: going on for, like, 50 years. Well, yeah. I mean, our former producer, Ian, like, said that he used to live right down the street that from prick. that guy. And he said that guy was a total a-hole. Like, yeah. he was so impressed with himself that he was the, I eat McDonald's every single day of my life, that when anyone would approach him and try to have a conversation with him, he was just really standoffish, which, I don't know, like, you know, we've heard about different celebrities being, you know, rude to their fans or whatever over the years. But, like, bro, you're not a celebrity. Like, what, what do you what, what do you mean you're a dick to people because you're just the guy that eats McDonald's? He's been doing the same thing, and there's been a couple news stories That's about you. That's not impressive yeah. at all. Stop it. You're that. just a weirdo. Yeah. 500 Days of Chipotle, could you do it? No. No? No?
0: No, because I have to, like, I have hyper fixate on food for like a little bit and I eat it until I'm tired of it. Same with songs. I, I, like- I, I want the, to squeeze the ever living life of whatever I'm like currently fixated on out until it no longer it satiates me in any way, shape or form. So like I could totally do it probably for a couple weeks, but then after that, I would be like, I, I don't want to look at it for the rest of my life.
2: If there was a fast food place, Mahoney, that you had to eat for 500 days in in a row, is there one that you could stomach? McDonald's. Because
0: they've got breakfast. They've, yeah. got, they've got pancakes. Do you I, want pancakes? I could pancake?
2: probably just do McGriddles every day. Yeah. And hash every browns. Every
0: day for 500 days? I mean, if
2: I had to. You would was... turn
0: into a one million pound man. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Otter, you were just
2: talking about how expensive everything is, you yep. know, where you're paying... Basically $100 for anything. You know, if you, if, you know, I was actually asked my wife that last night, you know, I wanted to help out. You know, she had a really busy day just running around, picking up the kids from school. And I was like, hey, babe, do you want me to take care of dinner tonight? And she goes, what do you mean take care of dinner? And I'm like, I mean, I gotta make it, but you know, like I'll them. order something. Yeah. And she's like, "Now, nah, like every single time that we doordash something and we, you know, we've got four kids and a mother-in-law with us. So there's that. Um, But I mean, every single time that we order food in, it's like 130 bucks and
0: even doing pizza delivery not- is not what it used to be back in the day, right? Like, I really, used yeah. to get like a decent pizza. We'll say for like ten bucks, fifteen bucks, depending yep. on the size, and the pizza would be like okay, right? It would be like good enough. Yep. And now, if you get a ten dollar, fifteen or fifteen dollar pizza, bottom of the barrel, it's probably frozen from the grocery store. Yeah, so and- I-, I don't know what you would. Do Dave?
2: My wife also commented that they uh, they they do mark up a lot of stuff yeah. on the menus. That you know it's, it's more expensive than if you just traditionally go into the restaurant. And order one hundred percent, it's there's twenty percent extra, twenty thirty percent extra, and then on you get there. all the fees and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's crazy how expensive everything has gotten. And I mean, you remember Mahoney not that long ago. If you were talking about buying a twenty million dollar house, it was probably one of the nicest houses in America when you in Beverly think Hills. Of- like southern california you think of la as somebody who is a expert in uh that real estate because you watch like selling sunset or something no i don't million watch that garbage listing. million yeah. dollar Listing, los angeles uh-huh. uh in the bird streets which is one of the most prestigious areas in uh that in beverly hills that beverly hills area those houses were like a premium were selling for 20 million wow like i mean that's yeah. like that was at the high end and you're getting a house in the hills that are looking, you know, that's looking over the entire valley and, you know, you can see the ocean and you've got, you know, a 5,000 to 10,000 square foot mansion that's modern and amazing, and that was 20. And that was about five, six years ago. Yeah, I mean, this is wild to me. So this is, I mean, it's beautiful, obviously. It better be. It's a waterfront compound, they're calling it. It's in Naples, Florida. Uh, It has been listed for what they're saying is a potential record-breaking $295 295 million dollars what yeah so the property known as Gordon Point I guess was purchased back in 1985 for one million dollars
0: so but like to what percent of human are you trying to obviously a billionaire 290 would you say five or three 295 you don't That's buy that nuts. if you're
2: just a single billionaire either like if you are if you have a billion dollars which is a thousand millions which is more money than any of us can really even comprehend but you still can't like you still don't buy a 300 million dollar house if you have only a billion so the fact that you're pricing this at you know 300 million you are looking at the people in the five to 10 and more billion which is like what you you've limited it to like 40 buyers in the entire world. I was just
0: going to say, so I just looked up how many billionaires are in the United States, but this is just saying like from the I think there's 3,000
2: in the world.
0: Okay, so 759 billionaires are estimated to be in the United States with a combined wealth of 4.48 trillion. Isn't that wild? So, but I mean, that was in like uh, the census in 2023, but still, I mean, like for you to think, like you said, Mahoney, that your market is probably seriously a 40 40 person market- and, what do you do? And even
2: still, Dave, even forty years ago, going back to 1985 when this was purchased, you're for telling a million me, dollars for three hundred x since 19 in forty years. So you're 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 basically telling me that if you were the guy that bought this property in 1985, not even forty years ago for a million dollars, that you've basically been making close to ten million dollars a year, seven and a half million dollars a year, just off of the appreciation on this house and this property, yeah, that's nuts. It makes
0: me kind of sick to my stomach, guys. Like, it's nuts. really, like it's to nuts. think about where we're at. I mean, that's that's greed. The fact
2: that's that that you, pure greed that you can buy 10 $30 million dollar houses and equal this one right. house is just obscene. But here we are, two hundred and ninety-five million dollars. Does the house so, look nice? I mean, it's it's a very nice house. It's 300 nine hundred million dollars. It's got sixteen hundred. Feet of waterfront, three houses, private yacht basin for your yacht, of course. Mm. And you know what? Bezos will probably just buy it for fun and never go.
1: This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Let's Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz on Dave and Mahoney.
2: Johnny is joining us today for a round of the movie quote quiz. Johnny, are you a movie buff? Not too much. Perfect. Great. Excellent. Wonderful. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, uh, why'd you call then, John? You, you just... know,
1: uh, well, let's give it a try let's here. See. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's just see what happens. Right.
2: Okay. So, we've got a total of four. got to get three out of the four correct. you got some lifelines should they uh, be necessary. These are all big popular movies that you know, maybe you've seen. Maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. The first one's going to take us back to 1988. Have a listen to the voices in this clip. Let's see if we can
1: figure it out. I don't know any claim brothers. I'm your brother, Julius. Huh? Come again? My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Oh, obviously. The moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. We are not identical twins. <gasps> oh, no? No. Well, I wouldn't be too sure, pal. I don't lie. I am your brother, and you must let me help you get out of here. You want to help me get out? Yes, right now. Well, money talks and...
2: Books. All right, so Johnny, over to you. I mean, those are two pretty iconic voices from Hollywood. Do you know the name of the movie? It was said a couple of times.
1: I'm gonna say Twins.
2: Boy, got it. How'd you do? It? How did you do it? Good job. Well, that was, that was um, really good. I will say, I yeah. will say this: they do not make movies like that anymore.
0: Nope, sure don't.
2: What does that mean? Nope. Like, what does that mean? Yeah.
0: Denny DeVito and Schwarzenegger could not be more exact opposite. The ludicrous premise
2: of that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's just, uh, that we missed that. Like, the movies in the 80s. Well, maybe the
0: other guys or, like, nice guys, I feel like would be, like, the little slapstick. No?
2: Okay. Okay, here we go. On to number two, your lifeline's still intact, so you're doing pretty good here. This one, not quite as old, taking us back to 2003.
3: Hey,
1: hey, pretty girl.
3: Guess what? I got a really embarrassing display of white roses.
1: You are welcome. Listen, I had a wonderful time last night. I have your bag.
3: I know. I can't believe I left it there.
1: <laughs> and well, you must need it back what with all the uh, cash, credit cards, and those next Knicks tickets for tonight's game.
3: Sounds like you've been peeking through my bag, Ben. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry,
0: though. I'm going to the game with somebody else. I love this movie. Absolutely iconic.
2: That's good news for Johnny. So Audrey can help out if necessary, but do you know it on your own?
1: You know, I don't. It sounded like Nicolas Cage, but I'm going to have to go with the lifeline.
2: It's funny because I'd never really thought about that actor sounding like Nicolas Cage, but I think that... It does make sense, just sort of that deadpan delivery style. But Audrey, help her out.
0: Okay, so funny enough, I put this movie on before I left the house for my animals because I do that. Yes, this morning. You what? Today, put this movie on today? I put today? this morning. It put it on this morning. Paramount Plus. You oh can oh, seriously, you can watch it there. Um, How to lose a guy in ten days, and that's Matthew McConaughey.
2: That is Matthew and McConaughey. Yeah, um, and
0: does. the the butter yellow dress that she comes out in at the yeah. very end of the movie. Mm, chef kiss. Your, so good! Your
2: pets are watching that movie right now. Right now, right That's now. That's amazing. They're How probably at
0: that, that part because it's towards the end of this, <laughs> towards the end of the movie. There.
2: Okay, Johnny. Uh, you got one lifeline still to go. You only need one more point. So you and Mahoney teaming up here, combined powers to just get one more point to get the win. This one, our biggest throwback of the day, 1972. For this one, here we go. <laughs>
1: Look like we got a sow here instead of four. <clears throat> <clears throat> I bet you squeal. I bet like okay? pig. Oh, uh, Where's squeal? Uh, squeal <laughs> Squeal. Whee! Squeal. Whee! Squeal louder. 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 <laughs> the movie
2: they made
0: really everyone Chris? in America
2: terrified really, of driving down a dirt road this for is, all of time. We, this is what we're going with today. <laughs> that made
1: me so uncomfortable. Oh, don't watch
2: that Wait. movie. Don't uh, watch right. that movie. Uh, Johnny, do you know it?
1: You know, I think I do.
2: Hit us. Yes, what do you What do you think it is?
1: I think it's Deliverance.
2: You think right?
1: The best. The, best. the best banjo
2: we've ever heard in a movie ever.
0: Isn't that that? That's the only yep. thing I know from that.
2: And that's the only thing that you have to know other than squeal like a pig. Ugh. Louder. Dave
1: and it's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave
3: a message after the tone. Is it okay for someone to stand in a parking space to save it? What are your thoughts? Message deleted. Absolutely no,
2: no, no. Not only should it not be, is it not okay, it should be legal for us as the drivers of a car to hit them with our car if they are doing that. Yep. That should be legal. (laughs)
3: Now, saying, <laughs> I didn't say hard. I don't no, know I just we'd be
2: able to push them out of the way. No, so you you can run them over and kill them. Uh, and then and only then can you drag their body into another parking spot to hold that one for your friend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would but, never do that, but I could totally see me Oh, no. Hang on, let me let You me could see it. yourself? I have never done it. I could see myself doing it.
2: Don't standing do that. in a parking space.
0: I could see myself. doing That's Ew. the most
2: Karen thing in the world.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, I I can totally. I mean, I wouldn't be like, you can't park here. Like, then I mean, why like, else would you be standing there? I just to kind of like make it seem that uh, like I'm kind of just in the way. Oopsie, didn't see you there. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm just kind of in the way by accident, and then all of a sudden, bam! No, it's so actually you- for my. Friends.
2: If you're that type of person, you have to have the self-awareness to know that you're that type of person and carry a cone in your car. You can put a cone there or a folding chair.
0: It also depends on how close the person is. Like, I mean, if you're holding it there because they're trying to, like, quickly turn around and and, and grab that spot, I wouldn't be there for, like, 10, 15 minutes holding the spot.
2: That happened to me one time where I encountered somebody standing in a parking space I went to a mall around the holidays. It was a mess. Mm. So when We were living in Houston. It was the Galleria the Mall. The worst which is parking in America. A it nightmare. Bad. And I saw a spot pretty close up front, and I got excited. And I can't tell you, because we all get angry when there's a motorcycle or a smart car or something that you can't see when you think you have a yeah. good spot. I can't tell you how much it made my blood boil when I pulled up to it and the space was empty, but there was somebody standing there.
0: So I think that I would get embarrassed. Okay, so I'm, I'm a am software person. I'm like, I have the wherewithal to know that I would probably attempt to do this and fail. I would stand there, act probably like ditzy dumb because I've got blonde hair and we'll just like lean into it because
1: sure, sure. why not? We'll
0: yeah. try, yeah. shoot or shoot. So I would stand <laughs> there and try to be like, oopsie. And if they try to continue to pull in, I would move. You know I, what I mean? But, like, yeah. I mean, I would absolutely, again, shoot my shot at trying to hold the spot. I
2: would be more okay with you murdering somebody than you doing that. Yep. I would have more respect for you if you were a murderer. Yep.
3: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Now I know the type of people you are. Yeah. Please leave
3: them <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> oh, apparently horrible. Actually, I think that they have people on the payroll whose sole job it is to randomly drop the cones wherever they feel like it, and close down lanes just to piss people off. So call me a conspiracy theorist, but uh, we're on to you, Phoenix. Love you. Bye.
1: Message He's deleted. Not, I mean, I I want to say
2: that they don't wouldn't normally do that. But then we think about Chris Christie and the New Jersey-New York bridge mm-hmm. that he purposely shut down. Yep. Because whatever, he had some tiff with, what was it, the mayor of New York or the governor of New York whatever at the time. So I want to say, I would like to say that doesn't happen, but we know it does.
0: See, but I, you know, there's something that uh, that's a little change in my day. I just love a cone. You know, I love an inconvenience. Some the things that just are a little bit more difficult for me as I'm, I'm going about life.
2: We were just talking about how you should carry a cone in your car with you if you want to save parking spaces. I think that this guy might be onto something. If I was the individual that had the type of power where I could wield 3,000 cones at any time... I would I would have spike cones. I would use it to mess up traffic around my enemies' houses. Yes. I would misuse They're that way power. To work. Oh, yeah. All their exits. Every single thing to make their life more miserable. If I had unlimited cones, I would be a menace.
0: What makes you think that you could wield and carry 3,000 cones? I would yes. have a, I would, I would an army.
2: I would have people. I would have minions. Oh. My, my minions would be out coning. Just go cone everything around that person. Inconvenience their life in every way possible. Four lane road, it's one lane See, now. I
0: was thinking that that was very dad-like of you, like trying to carry all of the groceries in one hand, like all 3,000 cones in in both arms or like, you know, like whenever you're at a barbecue trying to carry Uh, all of those chairs.
2: Evil cone genius over here. Delegating. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of the bag, the dad bag carry, it's not just a dad bag carry thing where you line up all the bags on your arm. I feel, I don't know. It's instilled in me at a young age because unfortunately when I was in fourth grade, I was dating this girl, my first girlfriend. Oh my God. She was was an arm. And her parents mm. asked me to help bring the groceries in, and I wanted to impress them by carrying as many bags. This as This was I could your f- first girlfriend, my very first relationship girlfriend. relationship number one. Yes, yeah. this, this makes sense. And I was Go over ahead. at I was over at their house, and I was carrying in these groceries, and I had a uh, I had a misstep, and I, a bag fell. What bag was it? It was the baby food. Oh, and they no. was back when they were in glass jars, and so it shattered, and, and so that was I, expensive. And I broke eight little glass jars of baby food did they say no eat it and then she broke up with
1: me <laughs> yeah
2: and and they had to feed her her little sister the shards uh, of glass baby and, food. She, and she, she never died. ate she, she never grew, she never grew she, 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 <laughs> she withered away right there <laughs> that's the end of her yeah <laughs> please
3: leave a message
2: after the tone how
3: do you list that job experience on your resume
2: yeah, I used to clean cyber brothel dummies after pervs got done manhandling them all
1: day. Message you don't deleted. put that
0: on your resume. You do not you Why you say that resume? you you absolutely. But he's talking about the AI uh, the brothels that exist where you're putting on headsets and you're using AI bots in order to like fulfill your fantasies.
2: Having the relations with a physical like sex doll. Yeah, you
0: don't say janitor of AI brothel brothel. Like no. you just don't put that on there. You oh. you definitely finesse and finagle the fact that you're probably an engineer of sorts. <laughs> You really know you're who's, an AI engineer. Who's telling the truth on their
2: on their resume though? For like for real, like nope. Like most mid managers are never calling your are never calling your references, are never going that deep into things. Like just what lie. Would, what would you put on your resume? Like rear end logistical expert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever's on my LinkedIn is what I would put. I like I like gas myself up on LinkedIn all the time. I'm like, television host. I did one thing one time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally true. This is the Dave, Dave and Mahoney, Mahoney. Show. <laughs> when you're looking for love. Hey, baby, you want it? Then all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the missed connection inspection on Dave and Mahoney. You
2: know, everyone's looking for love in their own special way, and some people take it to the Internet because they had the opportunity when they saw the person in public. They didn't shoot their shot, so they think, you know what, if I just post this message on Craigslist, surely, surely that person is looking for me as well, and we will link up, and we will finally have that long-lost love. Dave, many moons ago in a land far, far away in our rich friend's dad's mahogany-filled basement, we put our hands on a stack of Playboys, penthouse, forum ladders, and hustlers, and we promised... To fly these freaks' flags as high as we possibly can. Every, di- every single time, it's different. Every time. It's amazing. This is the Misconnection Inspection. The first one is entitled Little White Car Hottie. Oh, this I thought you were a- going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Little White what? This is a uh, man for a woman. I uh, watched you from two cars behind. Once I got behind you, I couldn't control myself. I tried to be nonchalant once I got alongside of you the light, but I couldn't stop. What did I do this morning, and what was I driving? Ew, what do you mean you couldn't control yourself? That sounds like were you were doing you, one very specific thing. Were you shifting thing. gears uh, in that car while you were following this man? That's a crime, brother. Also, I, dude, I don't know, like, what movies you have been watching. Women do not like that. Stop it.
0: I, f- I would really like us to start saying where the city, place, time, all of this, for each one of these misconnection inspections, like, I really think we need a city and state because these are Predators. <laughs> Yeah, I think
2: that we just. I need feel to like alert we're just talking police. about
0: predators. Like yeah. the last couple times we've done this, I'm like, these are really, really creepy also, guys. Just a, just a
2: random question. Like, I don't know if it's just because I'm older now. When I'm driving, I don't look at anybody. I like mean, I back, don't like. I mean, back when we were teenagers, we were always looking for cars full of girls and would know, try to holler at them. But now, like, I don't see. Like I don't look at anybody while I'm driving yeah, unless they're the driving witness. like an a hole and I got to give them the dirty you look. You give them the stink eye. Sure. Yep. You give them the like yesterday. Gave a mail truck a dirty look. Audrey, have you ever been driving down the road in recent memory and been like, boy, I really hope some dude pulls up to me at the stoplight and hollers at me? Absolutely not. Never. No one does that. Uh, This next one is seasonal UPS helper, and then put in parentheses, ginger. This is a man for a man. You were a seasonal helper for UPS this last holiday season. The driver was chubby with a beard. You picked me up from work just south of the 17. You said you liked my Star Wars shirt. Once you followed the driver to the bathroom, I joked not to follow him all the way. Thought you were gorgeous. Would like to get to know you. Okay. All right. Please don't follow me. Also, Uh, why are
0: you going to call out his gingerness? Yeah, right? That feels like, why are you
2: fetishizing him? The next one is caulking and waterproofing. This is male for anyone. Did they spell it right? C-A-U-L-K-I-N-G. They they spelled it right. Caulking, yes. Is that how you spell that? Yeah. Uh, Lonely and looking. I can go many directions. I'm handy and have lots of experience. Can provide references. That's it. Just, I mean, I do need a handyman. Yeah? Like, well, I mean, like, I feel like that's one of the things the lost arts uh, in uh, this day and age is, like, finding a good handyman who can do a little bit of everything. And you know what? You're just looking in the wrong places, Mahoney. I should the be answer is his Craigslist. That's right. And the last one, this is a man for a woman needing a mature woman for office work. Still looking for an attractive woman to help me at the office. Some simple light work, answering phones, filing, scheduling, making coffee, et cetera. The occasional... Handiwork will be needed. Dress code is Office of Sexy, as you'll be the first thing my clients see when they come in. Please be easygoing. Boy, like, this is this is 2024, huh? Audrey was right. These what? are nothing but predators. Like, they this is-
0: are, man. Like, every time we talk, I mean, like, I, and I'm not, like, a prude by any sense, and I can totally take a joke, but, like, every, like, like what do you mean, Office of Sexy? Like, that is so inappropriate. And, uh, like,
2: who wrote that? Don Draper in the 50s? Like, what, what? do you mean? My jaw is just on the floor. And and people actually think it's going to work. And you know what? Maybe it does. Who knows? You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Dumbasses.
1: You're listening to Dave and Mahoney.
2: Mahoney, as my friend, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. And it's just to remind me from time to time how to parent properly. So I've got four kids and mm-hmm. they're mostly very young. My oldest is eight years old and then we got a five-year-old and a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Your house is chaos most it's of the times I come over there. And I, I mean, I've mean i talked about this, how you know one of my toxic traits is definitely spoiling my kids sure. and then being really angry when they act spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to sometimes pump the brakes on what's really necessary to entertain them because my little five-year-old, Olivia, went on a field trip this week and... The field trip. I don't know if you guys went on a lot of field trips when you were in school. Not a ton, but when we did, they were special. They always felt special, but I don't know if they actually were. I mean, I remember going on a field trip to a fish hatchery. Did Wait, you guys ever cool. go to a fish hatchery? It's not cool. We went to a wildlife preserve. They all They stink. And it's very strange that they just raise. But
0: Dave, this is your pers- this is your perspective of it as an adult. You—you were right. you excited to get out of class. Was that in Minnesota so we- yeah.
2: or was that in South Carolina? That, that was Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I mean that—that that seems about fun. right. Yeah, it's kids getting out of the house and getting out of the okay. of the classroom.
2: And see, like that's what I mean—is like that's all that it really takes—is just you don't really have to take them anywhere like uh, Disneyland or something that's going to cost oh, you thousands of dollars. Couldn't to even do. imagine, you know, a class oh. trip to to Disneyland. I mean, the thing we went to like the Science Center or the history. Museum. Right. You know, we went to the, the, Space, and Rockets.
0: We went to the Space and Rockets Center in Huntsville almost every single year. It was our only field trip, and we were like, again, man. Did they make but it was you right sit down that,
2: the road. in that dark room that had like the fake stars above it, and then they would point out the constellations? Like the planetarium? Yes. The planetarium. Yes. You would just go in there and just do, you, you know, there would be like two 19 year old guys who were in there just always laughing, just and, stoned out of their brains. And you'd have to sit on the floor, yeah. from what I recall. Yeah. Do, they, do kids still go to planetariums? I'm not sure. If
0: I they're do, in their area, Yeah, I'm sure. That I don't know.
2: I always wanted to go to, like, because I would get, like, those, like, Lifetime magazines. And there was a couple other, like, kid magazines that I would get that had Space Camp on there. And I dreamed
0: of going to Space Camp. An actual nightmare for me because, again, being from Huntsville, it's one of the places for the space stations. And there was Space Camp. In Huntsville, and they put kids in giant, well, they used to, in giant tubs of water to, like, simulate anti-gravity. And I always thought, what if your helmet leaks and you're just down there at the bottom of this just giant vat of water? Stuck. That's just what. That was just the biggest nightmare for me ever. I mean, obviously they would fish you out.
2: I think we would have heard about them <laughs> drowning a out. bunch of kids at space camp. Yeah. But
0: I mean, you didn't hear about Willy Wonka. He was out there murdering kids too. You know, Fair. so that it might have just been a, a decoy this so, whole time. Had a little song
2: after they died. Where yes. where <laughs> did they send your your five year old daughter on a field trip yesterday, Dave? That's what I mean. Is like it doesn't take anything, and that's where I've been screwing up this whole time. It takes nothing to entertain her. And I've been going just too far above and beyond. We don't need to go to you know, all these places that that have an admission. They literally took her from her school, put her on a bus, uh-huh. and drove her to another school. But they went to the—she's pre-K, so they went to the elementary school. So, that's exciting, too. But they went—they just went to— Another school oh, I remember on a bus when they took us from elementary school to middle school Ooh. and like what kind of You get to see a whole different land. They and, have
0: walkers Oh my god, you to walk through the halls. <laughs> They're but so Dave, big I
2: and mature. Think,
0: <laughs> I think the problem is you're trying yeah. to delight yourself as well. Yeah. You're trying to find things that you would be interested in doing are, as well.
2: Are you saying like you should just get your kids boxes instead of actual toys? I, I mean, boxes. That's, do I like cats? Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the,
2: the kids do tend to play with the boxes. I mean, it's I just having
0: build forts. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, didn't you guys build forts with boxes? Hell yeah. Boxes yeah. were the best best part it's imagination of children
2: sky said my mom talks about a class trip in high school where they took her whole class to a slaughterhouse she had to step outside for a bit a slaughterhouse that's a that's a Whoa. little much i don't think I, I i'm a i'm a 42 year old man and i don't want to go to a slaughterhouse i mean there, like, I don't a even a to saying like you don't want to know how the sausage is made like i don't need to know that there was a cow that was beheaded for me to eat yeah, this burger. I, I have a, a willful uh, ignorance towards how all of that is made for good reason. I will not watch any food-related documentary. That's because everyone that talks about watching a food-related documentary like becomes a vegetarian. Yeah, and I love eating meat. Yeah. Maybe you double down on like the real psychos. They're like, uh, you watch a slaughterhouse, you're like, I, oh, I want to watch you die. I want to eat a cow with my bare teeth. Matt and Mike, you actually went to Disneyland on a school trip? Is that true?
3: Yes, what, what it was, but it was older. We were in high school, and we had this health education teacher. And I don't know if you guys had, like, that one cool teacher that you had in school. Well, this guy's name, if I remember, was Mr. Ellsworth. And he was, like, that cool hippie type teacher. And basically, back then... 1976 maybe give or take and it was $19 for the trip it included the hotel room and the tickets to Disneyland and as an adult basically these were our instructions you get a ride there and you got to be on the bus when we get back I don't care what you do in between he says, but if you miss the bus, that's your problem. We did
0: something similar at like Could an aquarium, not Disneyland. Schools, do, school's doing that now. Like, if you miss the
2: bus, that's We're on you. We're just leaving <laughs> your kid at Disneyland. Like, the, the growing, up, an, growing up in the 70s was metal, Was man. this an out-of-state <laughs> field trip,
3: Mad Mike? Yes. Yeah, because I to leave your kid to in going, and we went to California. <laughs> With no cell phones. Yeah,
2: like your kid's just not gone there. now. Yeah, they're they they they're, 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 they're yeah. off in Tijuana somewhere, starting a family of their own. <laughs> See you later. Wow, Mike.
1: Call or text us at eight three three yo Dump and on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Yeah, have you taken a weird field trip?
3: Yeah, well, not recently. It was, it was way back when I was in high school though. In the seventies, they took us. A german club to a bar to a bar hell yeah <laughs> a bar yeah it was, it was called it was called matt anthony's beer stube so it was, it was german i guess and they took us to a bar did you, you do you guys drink can you imagine like no no they wouldn't let us have alcohol we, we could we could uh you know we could sample their the cuisine they had their german cuisine they what? had that but they wouldn't let us drink but now we realize it's just because the teachers wanted to drink that's hilarious I guess it might have been, but can you imagine 20, 30 teenagers in a bar?
2: This one from Duke on uh, in our Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash Dave Mahoney, said, I had a strange school field trip going to the nuclear plant in Zion, Illinois, and all of the dead fish on the shore were real smelly. Too many gnats, flies, ugh. Uh, yeah. Reg said, we had a class trip to a funeral home. They had a room in the basement where they processed the people, and the owner of the funeral home lived on the third floor. So, this is
0: what's the craziest what? part of all of these stories to me is that this had to get approved. Oh, there was
2: no approval in like the 70s. No, or no, no, the no, 80s. no. But
0: oh, I'm not, I guess I'm just not even <laughs> saying by like, a board. I'm just meaning by like the principal. Funds had to be like given so that they could go and get lunches and stuff. Like parents even had to approve this. And parents no one, had to sign off on the kids. Not one single going to the... person know, was man. like, let's not take these kids to the nuke factory.
2: Um, our <laughs> boss emailed us. He said in Detroit we toured the Dodge truck factory when I was in high school. Our teacher wanted us to see what life was going to be like if any of us decided we wanted to work on the assembly line. He said that was the day that I determined I wanted to work in an office. Yeah, I mean that's hard work. It's real work. can't handle it. I'm too much of a bitch. Schmo said, uh, we did uh, multiple trips to the World War II Museum, one perk of growing up in New Orleans. That'd be cool. I mean, that'd be cool, but that's, I mean, depending on like how old you are, that's like real heavy stuff, man. (laughs) Jeez, If you're like seven years old trying to sort out, like what do you mean that happened in World War II? Uh, Sky said, we did an elementary school class trip to the to the jail because the sheriff's daughter was in my class. We did a not a class trip but a Boy Scouts trip to the uh the local jail where we uh where our, our troop was and I remember they uh, they locked us all up and they took pictures. What? Oh, like, what? Yeah, they like put through us in the jail cell then they like processed all of us too and like did our mug shots and fingerprints and, and what? That's, uh, Oh what? That is oh, I've not li- li- living a living a life of crime ever since. Was that like the, the first time you got your identity stolen? Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's the Dave, Dave and Mahoney, Mahoney Show.
2: I would say it's maybe gone a little bit too far with the meth head stealing stuff, Mahoney. It wasn't that long ago that we heard the story about how there was those meth heads that were stealing the copper wire, and they managed to knock over an entire radio tower. Yeah, and you're like, you guys well, got like ten dollars like, worth of copper. It was like not even a hundred dollars worth yeah. of copper, and you toppled this entire tower. Now we've got one that takes it even a step further. There is a radio station that uh, not didn't just go off of the air because thieves were trying to steal wire and everything else. Uh, they actually had their entire tower stolen. So this is a 200-foot radio tower in Alabama. And basically, uh, according to what they posted on social media, because this is the actual post verbatim, uh, it's pretty pretty small market radio station, pretty sure. small market station. Uh, WJLX is what it's called, 101.5. They they posted on, on Facebook, This is going to get out eventually, so I might as well make it public before it does. I have heard of thieves in this area stealing anything, but this one takes the cake. This morning, my bush hog crew, which I guess is their landscaping crew, went down to a tower site we have behind Marjack to do an early cleanup of the property. But before they did some work, when he arrived, he called me and notified me that... Not only was my building vandalized, but my 200-foot tower was gone. They stole every piece of equipment out of the building, cut the guy's wires on the tower, and somehow managed to down a 200-foot tower and take it from the property. Jasper Police investigating, and hopefully they will find who did it. It's a federal crime to tamper with a federally licensed facility. If you have information, please call the police department. They just stole a 200-foot tower. Somebody has to know where that tower went It's 200 feet That's a lot of metal Yeah man That's a lot of metal a like how many trips do you have to take in the back of your 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 bootleg ass Toyota 1985 Toyota Tundra it's or exactly Tacoma? It's exactly what it is. It, it, it's, it's one of those terrorist trucks. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? That run forever for, for sure. <laughs> it is that so they're loading up with this 200 foot tower and uh, and and they just stole the entire 200 foot tower. And uh, this poor guy that I guess sounds like he you know owns this radio station had to get on social media and just be like, uh, yeah, if you know anyone. Uh, give me give me a heads up because the whole tower's been he said he didn't believe it at first said that when the crew got out there they were like hey uh, we're here at the site and there's no tower he's like are you sure you're at the right place I mean because, that's probably what I would ask too I mean because it's it's 200 feet tall it's a fairly obvious thing you know it's got lights flashing on it and. How many trips? How loud is it to bring down a 200-foot tower? It's just unreal. Okay. I mean, uh, do the meth
0: heads know things that we don't? Because this is the second one in not even a couple months. Yeah. Like, do the meth heads, like, have some sort of, like, pulse on the market where we're sitting here looking at the $100 worth of copper that was sold at the uh, the in Oklahoma? But, I mean, like, are other parts of this tower getting sold for more than just copper? No, I think it's the fact that
2: they're on meth. They're making some bad decisions. I mean, are they looking for a new morning show? Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't have a signal, man. Yeah, it's,
2: it's- We'll, we'll do but we'll do great there. <laughs> we'll stream on your website while you get the tower
1: back up. That's a
0: Well, it's about time.
1: Follow the Dave and Mahoney show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and